15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Well, good morning. Time is passing us by, folks. It's Sunday morning, March 14th. How did that happen? We thought we were just ringing in the new year. And all of a sudden, we wake up this morning and it feels like it's only, you know, 7 o'clock, not 8 o'clock. That's because of daylight savings time. So after the show, remember, set all those clocks, your microwave, your car, your alarm clocks, whatever you have going on. You know, spring forward, fall back, as they say. Let me ask, do we really need daylight savings time? Is it, I mean, what what good does it do us? It messes us up. One less hour of sleep. But I asked my good friend, Zach Harris, our producer, Zach, what did you say to me when I said, you know, happy daylight savings time? Is it happy daylight savings time, though? Hmm. Good thought, Zach. And what did you do to make up for that lost hour of sleep? I had discipline, and I decided to go to bed an hour early. Man, oh, man. This is why this is why your sports program may be the best in the country. And what time does that come on this morning? I have a special edition of my sports program today on Fox Sports 980 95.9 FM. I'm going to be going from 11 to 1245 right into the SEC championship game. Man, oh man, that's pretty good stuff, Zach. Thank you. Folks, good morning. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, you know, every every weekend that you tune in, I can't thank you enough. Our phone numbers today, any questions you have, any questions whatsoever, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. I would love to get you pointed in the right direction. You get one opportunity to retire. I want to make sure that you're prepared for that opportunity. Remember, I always say to my clients, listen, if you want to go back to work after you retire, well, go back to work because you're bored. You need something to do. You just, you don't want to be home all day. But I don't want you going back to work because you need to in order to make ends meet. That's my job, to prepare you for all those years, decades that we are working together to get you ready for retirement. 1-800-825-5949. So, you know, what a week we had on, on, on Wall Street. You know, we had some, some indexes, uh, record highs, value stocks continuing their, their run. It's been a long time since value was in the game and value is in the game. Um, NASDAQ kind of took it on the chin the last few weeks, although this week they had a positive week, which was nice because it's our top holding along with the broad stock market index. And no, 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 I'm not, I'm not disappointed in NASDAQ. This is what happens with NASDAQ. It's a growth-oriented ETF. It goes up and it goes down. Usually goes up more than the market and usually comes down more than the market. That's what you get for paying a higher P.E. ratio growth-oriented stocks, and remember, the big tech dogs, 
you know, the, 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 the big dogs have been getting hit hard with interest rates going up. Investors are looking at future cash flow, you know, present value of, of income stream and kind of selling off a lot of the, a lot of the uh, big tech names. So, you know, some of them were, were, were actually buying opportunities. NASDAQ from February 12th was down 11%. That's in correction territory, folks. Correction officially is when the price drops from its high point 10%. That's a correction. When it drops 20%, that's a bear market. So NASDAQ hit 11%. Right now, we're about 5.5% off, off the... Um, Highs. Nasdaq had a real volatile week, you know, up and down 2% three of the past five days. Wednesday was really a calm day for Nasdaq. It only had a 1.8% intraday swing. Up and down, folks. That's part of investing. That's why you can't look at it. I had a client tell me on Thursday or Friday uh, that, you know, he climbed down to Naples, Florida. said, yeah, you know, I look at it every day. So I told his wife, I said, listen, Donna, I said, we got to stop this. And Harmony was on the call with me. Harmony is one of my, you know, she's, she's been with me now, I think, four or five years and new, new mom. So we actually had her daughter hop on the call with us. Ollie, she's on a lot of the calls with Harmony. The beauty of working remotely is you get to see the personal side of everybody. And it's nice. I'm all in favor of it. I'm so supportive of my team. I, I, I can't begin to tell you. So Harmony, Ollie, which is um, Olympus, her, her daughter, her nine-month-old daughter, and I were on the call with the clients. And I, I said to Harmony, Harmony, we got to... We really have to schedule our IT people to go down to Naples and really set, put some parental controls on, on their TV. He can't be looking at that market every day. And the wife says, yeah, that's what I tell him, Steve. He's supposed to be retired. That's why we got you. So we're going to send our IT people down, put some, some um, controls on, on his TV, and we'll give him access. But not every day. He, he's glued to the TV. And he finally said, you know what? I gotta just, I, I just gotta get away from it. And if it bothers you, you gotta get away from it. You can't, listen, if you have a well-diversified portfolio and you're comfortable with the tolerance of risk you're taking, whether it's an 80-20 mix, a 60-40 mix, a 50-50 mix, whatever that mix of stocks to bonds, cash, and alternative assets is, if you're comfortable with that, folks, I guarantee you, you're gonna have volatile days. Volatile days, and you can't you can't let that get into your way of thinking. You got to think long term. You got to think why you have these investments, knowing that you're going to have volatile days. You know, don't don't let those volatile days get in your head. You know, I keep giving this statistic over and over and over again. The guys laugh at me because in our state of the economy presentation we do for clients every year. I said, I want that slide in there. They say, well, you gave it to them last year and the year before that and the year before that. I said, yeah, and I'm going to give it to them this year and next year and the year after because it's an important slide. The stock market entry year over the last 39 years swings from peak to trough, high to low, 14%. 14% swings in the stock market in any given calendar year on average. Obviously, some years more, some years less. On average, 14%. Just think about that. 
14% swing. Your $100,000 portfolio in a few months may be worth $86,000. That's the swing. It comes with the territory of investing. And if I can teach you any, any one important thing, it's not to get crazy and worked up over the volatility. Now that you know it comes with the territory. So NASDAQ had a lot of volatility this week. As I said, up and down more than 2%, three of the past five days. The Dow, Jones Industrial Average, rose five straight days. Now, I keep saying, forget about the Dow. So let me say it again. Forget about the Dow. It's 30 stocks. One or two stocks can, can, can throw that index off kilter. But it's a popular index. So let me give you the statistics. The Dow... 1,300 points, 4.1% this week, 4.1% this week to close at 32,779. Best weekly finish since November. Now, the benchmark that you should be looking at, comparing your portfolio to, the S&P 500. S&P, you know, the range was, was up and down once again. It ended up rising four out of the last five days. And for the week, S&P was up 2.6% to close at 3,943. NASDAQ, three weeks in a row, NASDAQ was down, down, down. And even with all the volatility this week, if you wrote it out, all, all of that up and down momentum in the NASDAQ, 3.1% for the week to close at 13,320. Rising interest rates. Now, sometimes rising interest rates signal rising inflation. And this creates a lot of havoc in the bond market and stock market. Remember when interest rate fees, the Fed hasn't touched interest rates. So interest rates are going up because of um, you know the, the, the price of bonds. And when interest rates go up, that means people are selling bonds. There's an inverse relationship there. When you see interest rates go up, the price of the bonds are going down. And, you know, history has shown us that usually, you know, rising rates mean rising inflation. But I'm not so sure investors should be selling out of stocks now because of rising inflation. We're not sure where inflation is going to end up. And this market could continue to go higher. I think it will, my personal opinion. Remember, I don't have a crystal ball. So six, nine months from now, don't come back and say, Steve, I thought you said the market could go up. I do. As I sit here, I think the market can go up. But we'll see. We'll see. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Zach, let's take a 15-second break so I can wet my whistle. Some jazzy music on this Sunday morning. Happy daylight savings time. I don't care what Zach says. Hey, if you get up and get out of bed, see the sun come up, that's a good day, folks. Our phone numbers, any questions? 1 800 825 5949. 1 800 825 5949. So, Rising rates, you know, the 10-year Treasury note, you know, 
when 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 you think about it, just over the last month, it's gone from 1.2 percent to 1.6 percent. I said yesterday, back in August, it was point. 5-2%, you could have bought a 10-year U.S. Treasury note, one of the safest places to park your money if you want safety. Last August, Uncle Sam would have promised you 0.52% a year, year in, year out, for 10 years, and then give you your money back. Well, today, you can buy that same note and get 1.6%, more than triple the interest. So for those of you that bought it back last summer, at 0.52%. What do you do with that bond? Who wants to buy it? Why would somebody want to buy your bond yielding 0.52% when they can buy a new bond yielding 1.6%? So now you have to sell that bond at a loss in order to have the yield to maturity kind of square up. You're going to take a loss on that bond. So, you know, that's the the that's where you have to be careful. I don't care if it's bonds. You're buying or CDs. This is why if you're buying individual bonds and buying individual CDs, you want to kind of ladder them so that, you know, you take the thinking out of the equation. Let's make believe you're going to put money away. So, so you buy a one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year, or five-year, and every year that, that bond comes due and you buy a new one. Take the thinking right out of the equation. Um, that's one of the best ways if you're buying individual bonds or CDs is to ladder a portfolio. 1-800-825-5949. Let's kick off the day with David in Clifton Park. Hello, David. How you doing, uh, Stephen? Yeah, what I uh, was wondering about, I'm, I'm looking to uh, do a will, and I just wondered about the, uh, the living trust. Which trust? Uh, I think it's called Life Use Trust. Yeah, so depending on your on your situation, David, and this is where, and, and good morning to you as well. Thank you for asking. I'm doing great. Every day I get out of bed, I feel like a million dollars, although I would have loved to have stayed in bed an extra hour this morning. I just, you know, when that alarm went off, I just did not want to get out of bed. But I saw yeah, I the know. sun. I saw the sun come up, and that made me realize it's going to be a beautiful day. So um, when, 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 when you look at, at trust, what you want to make sure, David, is that you don't have your, you know, your buddy who does real estate closings do your estate planning because they're two separate parts of the law. You really want to make sure that you have an attorney that specializes in estate planning and long-term care planning that can help you with this because there's different trusts for different reasons. Hey, listen, a lot right. of people were, were throwing their money into trust because they, they didn't want the state to um, take it if they go into a nursing home. And, you know, that's an irrevocable trust where you're literally giving your assets away and they forgot that there's a five-year look back. So if somebody thought, geez, I'm not feeling good, I may be going into a nursing home, you know, in the next week or so, they set up this trust, but it did them no good. You really have to get some good advice, whether it be a revocable trust, um, which is usually what a lot of people refer to as a living trust, because a revocable trust you can change at any point. An irrevocable trust you can't change. You're kind of, you know, there's no strings attached in order to get the tax benefits. There's spendthrift trusts if you have children that you want to leave money to and you're just not sure that they they are responsible enough to have all that money at once. There's other trusts to take care of your children. I always say so many young people with families think that they shouldn't do any estate planning and think about their future. And I always remind them, actually, it's probably more important for younger 
families with children to put all their babysitting instructions, leave it behind in case something happens. Hey, listen, the movie theaters are opening up now. If you go to a movie on Friday night and, and, and you're in a tragic car accident and you got to think about who's going to be, you know, taking care of the children, who's going to look out for the money, who's going to, you know, really, who do you trust to do that? And that all comes in the form of trust. So kind of, you know, think about why you need to trust and then make sure you get a good expert who specializes in that, David. And if you need some names, we have a few legal advisors that we really truly trust and we refer our clients to and we don't get anything in return when we refer our clients to one of our trusted tax professionals or legal professionals we do it because we think they're going to do the job that's expected of them and they're going to treat our clients the way we treat our clients so if you're stuck Give my office a call, Angie Gavin, my client concierge, will give you a few names and start out with them. Okay, that's what I was looking for, you know, somebody that deals with it to know what they're talking about. I, I heard yep. so many versions of it and so many kinds of trust. Yeah, there's there I mean listen. There, there, there was a day when, when, when some of these attorneys were doing trust. You know, it's like a, uh, uh, you know, just rolling off the, um, the, um, what am I trying to say? The um, belt. The, you, you know what I'm trying to say. And, you know, I mean, I've heard horror stories where, you know, you know, somebody would literally read into their trust, and there'd be the name of somebody's dog in there instead of, you know, their son or whatever. It was just like a, a, a factory, just push out these trusts without really giving some thought. You really want to have a legal advisor that is going to look at you in your situation, listen to you, and tell you if you should have that trust or not. Most people need estate planning. It just comes down to how complex of an estate planning um, plan do you need. Right, exactly. Um, that's what I uh, got to uh, start doing, and everybody's got a different version of it, you know? Yep. I don't yep. know if they really know. I talked to my accountant about it, and uh, he's got his version. And yeah. I got to uh, talk to somebody that you know that more someone knows all about it. Just just like you say. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. And your your accountant's a good place to start. He or she may know of somebody. It comes down to trust. I always say to new clients when they engage our services. I don't want them engaging our services because our returns are stellar and we do a great job managing the money because the relationship is so much more than that. I always say, I want you to engage our services because you trust that myself and my team that I've surrounded myself by will do the job that you're looking for. And I'm proud of my team, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving the bus. My team is really, I'm handpicking my team to come into our family and take care of our clients. And it's important that everybody on my team has the same vision that I have on how we take care of our clients, how we manage money. So I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by a good team, but starting with your accountant and then, you know, talk to the legal advisors and then get that feeling. You'll get that feeling if you trust that advisor or not. If you don't trust that advisor, move on to the next advisor until you find somebody you trust. David, thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy. Enjoy this Sunday, Sunday fun day. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949.
825-5949. Any questions you have, folks, give me a call. So why do why do investors fear rising interest rates? And, and believe me, this is why you know a lot of these tech names have have come down. First, they make it harder to finance businesses. Higher interest rates. If you're buying a home or if you're a business owner, you know, looking to, to borrow money for whatever, whatever it is, how you're growing your business. Well, obviously, it makes it more expensive. It also makes it more expensive. I talked about this yesterday for Uncle Sam. When interest rates are low, remember, all these, all this money that we're printing, somebody, that money's coming from somewhere, whether it be individual investors, institutional investors, or sovereign countries around the world that are buying our bonds, they're buying our bonds. We have an obligation to pay them the interest owed them on those bonds. We owe that to them. So if you invest $100,000 in a U.S. 10-year Treasury note today, Uncle Sam owes you this year $1,600, whereas last year he only owed you $520. You get the picture, right? So the higher the interest rates, the higher, it, it, the, the more it costs Uncle Sam. Something to think about for the financial stability of this country. So higher interest rates make it harder to finance businesses or homes. First time home buyers, I went into it yesterday. All of a sudden, the 30 year national average mortgage rate is over 3%. It was in the 2% range for a long time. I kept. It kept driving home the point, if you're looking for a new home or a second home, get it now while interest rates are low. Don't wait till interest rates go up. Don't wait till you save up a lot of money for a down payment. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine on Friday. Don't wait. Borrow as much money as you can at 3%. You know, the national average for a 30-year mortgage is is. 3.24%, 2.47 for a 15-year mortgage. I love 15-year mortgages. If you can have that mortgage paid off sooner than later and force yourself into a higher payment, do it. As I said to this friend, listen, I guess what you're betting on is that you're never getting any pay raises, that your future is stagnant and this is your income for the rest of your life. But if you continue to do a good job and you feel that next year you're going to get a pay raise, Factor that into the equation. And the year after that, you're going to get another pay raise. Factor that into the equation. And the year after that, you get the picture. So if you can strap yourself this year, it'll only get better next year and the year after that. Um, so higher interest rates means it, it costs more money. And second, they reduce the value of future cash flows and dividends, hitting growth stocks especially hard, which is what we've seen with the technology, um, you know, the big dogs. We're coming up to the bottom of the hour. How that happened, I don't know. Boy, time is flying by. Our phone numbers, 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions you have, give me a call. The news break will be a short one. On the other side of the break, I would love to talk to you. 1-800-825-5949. Hello and welcome back. Everything you just heard is true, folks. 
You get one opportunity to retire. That's my theme. One opportunity. I want to make sure you're ready. You can't go back and make up for it. Thank you for hanging in through the news and thank you for tuning in today. I truly appreciate it. Our phone number. The pandemic has changed so much about what we can expect from healthcare. Now more than ever, we must make the future affordable, accessible, and equitable. I'm Jody Lesh. In a new podcast from Kaiser Permanente, we interview the thought leaders and care providers who are helping shape the future of not just healthcare, but fields like digital therapeutics and AI. We have a lot to learn from one another. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS health hub. 1-800-825-5949. 1-800-825-5949. We have Sean in Slingerlands. Hello, Sean. Hello, good morning, Mr. Boucher. Good morning. Hey, I have a quick question. Uh, both my wife and myself have a 20 years term life insurance, which is going to be expired by end of this month. Uh, what should we do next? That's a great question. So in light of full disclosure, I just had one of those come due myself. And, you know, I, I believe in life insurance, Sean. I truly believe in life insurance. And especially mm-hmm. the younger you are, going back to the first half of the show, I said, you know, young 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 folks with families need more estate planning than when you're 75 and, you know, your life is kind of laid out for you. You kind of know what's going to happen then. But when you're 35 and you have children and you got so much to think about, um, you really got to think about this. So I loaded myself up with term insurance through the years. You know, I tell the story and, you know, I don't tell it. I'm not looking for sympathy, but I, I grew up with humble beginnings. My mom died at 31. My father died at 49. I was a young kid and I know that people can die prematurely. So when Sue and I got married 37 years ago and we were expecting our first child, I loaded I loaded us up with life insurance because I never wanted I never wanted, you know, there to be any missteps financially speaking. I always wanted to take care of my family and in return I also had life insurance on my wife because I was working like a dog building this business and you know, I still work 7 days a week when I do the radio, that's why I take some weekends off to give myself a, a little break. But I, 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 I love working. And But back then, having two young children, I always said to my wife, if something happened to my wife, all of a sudden, I, I don't want to work 60 hours a week. When I come home, I don't want to have to worry about mowing the lawn, cleaning the house, doing you know everything um, that needs to be done. So I had life insurance to, to kind of pay for those costs. Everybody looks at life insurance differently. So now let me fast forward. Here I am. I still have some life insurance policies. 
the best way of buying life insurance is from an affordability standpoint, especially when you're young, is term insurance. Remember, if you need a million dollars worth of life insurance and you have an insurance agent looking to sell you a whole life policy, but you can only afford $100,000, you got to forego that no matter how great that 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 permanent insurance sounds you got to buy term insurance just the pure cost of insurance so that you can buy that million dollars of coverage so i just had one that came due and the premium is you're going to find out sean went up uh dearly because when i bought it 20 years ago i was guaranteed a premium for 20 years well 20 years ago i was 20 years younger my you know on a on a actual aerial table you know my my numbers look completely different than my numbers look um today 20 years later so all of a sudden the cost of that insurance went up now it comes down to do you need that insurance in the same form mm -hmm. and if you do well then you have to weigh out paying that extra premium that's the downside to term insurance or maybe go out get a new term insurance but that's really what's happening you're at the at the lifespan whether it's a 10-year 20-year 30-year term policy when you have it you lock it in it's great but then it comes to an end which is why you need a good insurance agent to do really truly solid life insurance planning so i don't know enough about your situation if you need that insurance or not i know for our clients we would kind of look at their situation harmony and paula would plan out their future and and make recommendations on if they still need to carry that life insurance so those those are the thoughts that you have to put into um this decision do you pay that premium i'm sure it's a whole lot more yeah it is yeah. yeah. And, and yes. we are 63 now, so it's 10 times more. Yep, yep, yep. Well, remember, when you were 43, and I'm 63 this year too, Sean, isn't it a beautiful thing when we get to be this age? Um, <laughs> so when, when, when you bought that insurance 43 years ago, do you have children, Sean? No, we don't. Okay. Um, so, you know, when you bought that insurance, if you don't have children, now it comes down to, you know, obviously if something happens to you and or your wife, making sure that the surviving spouse is taken care of. Some people like to have insurance to leave to their favorite, you know, church or temple or, or charity somehow, mm -hmm. some way. Everybody's different with insurance. I guess this is the soul searching you and your wife need to do now. And then decide, do you want to mm -hmm. pay 10 times more for that insurance? As I said, you, you may not need as much insurance today as you did 20 years ago. So give it some thought, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of think it out and, and see what you come up with. But in the meantime, stay safe and healthy so you don't need that life insurance. And, you know, you'll look back 20 years from now and say, man, oh, man, I'm glad, you know, I didn't need that life insurance. Sean, be well. Enjoy this Sunday. 1-800-TALK. WGY 1-800-825-5949, um, So, you know, I'll round out the conversation on interest rates. We talk about the stock market, but not enough about interest rates. Listen, folks, even though interest rates, the yield have tripled, they're still not all that high. You know, over the last month, as I said, you know, the 10-year the Treasury yield went from 1.2 to 1.6%. 1 1.6 isn't all that high. Um, rates were higher than that back in January 2020 before this ugly, this just earth-shattering global pandemic that set in. And there's light at the end of the tunnel. That's going away. 
that's going away, folks, or at least we're going to get it under control. Um, so, you know, interest rates, take a look at it. Mortgage rates are going up, though. I, you know, I've been saying, anybody who will listen to me, you know, mortgage rates are going up, and that means the cost of financing whatever it is you're financing is going to be that much, that much more. Um, and, you know, inflation, we'll see what happens. Inflation is still well under 2%. So, you know, even if you even if you lock in at 1.6% and let's say inflation is 2%, you're losing 0.4% a year. There's risk in buying bonds as well as risk in buying stocks. There's risk in buying everything, folks. There's risk. You need to understand the risk. 1-800-825-5949. We have Becky in Greenfield. Hello, Becky. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Every day I get out of bed, Becky, I do a little dance and I thank God and it's all good, especially on a Sunday. Sunday's a good day to thank God. And the sun is shining, so we're doing well, right? I'm telling you, Becky, <laughs> sunnier days, brighter days are before us. We are, listen, we just spent 12 months living in under a dark cloud, fractured relationships, depression, isolation, losing loved ones, getting sick. We need we need a break from all of this. And I, I'm an optimist that brighter days are, are, are ahead of us and we're going to come out from underneath this, get some normalcy back in our life. That's going to make us feel good. And when we feel good, and listen, we're sitting on a boatload of money bees. We haven't been able to do anything over the last year. This is one of the reasons why I'm optimistic on the stock market, because I think there's so much room for the stock market to grow. There's just, listen, people got a lot of money. They haven't been on vacation, out to dinner, to a movie. They didn't go to the mall and buy that sweater they don't need. They got a pocket full of money they're looking to spend. The consumer makes up two-thirds of the economy. I'm optimistic, but what can I help Becky with today? I am also optimistic. But the reason for my call is um, I have a 401k from a previous employer uh, that I am trying to roll over into 403b. Um, it was my understanding that that 401k was a Roth, so I'm trying to roll it over as a Roth, but they're saying that it is not because they don't have a Roth basis. Um, is there anywhere to prove that that was a 401k or do I have to, or a Roth? Or do I need yeah. to, um... So a couple a couple thoughts. One, if you have a 401k from a previous job, you do not want to roll that into a 403b. You do not want to roll that into a new 401k at your new job. You want to roll that over into an IRA. This way, you are in control of that IRA. So whenever you leave a job, always roll over your pension plan into an IRA where you have control of it and you don't have to worry. As far as it being a okay. Roth where you didn't get a tax break or traditional 401k, the best way of looking at it, Becky, is to look at your tax returns. Because if you, um, you know, they would have had to give you a statement. If you put money into a traditional side of the 401k, let's make believe you invested $10,000 over the year. That's $10,000 you're not paying tax on in your tax return. Whereas if it went into the Roth side of the 401k, you paid tax on that $10,000. And they both grow tax deferred. 
But the beauty is with the Roth, when you start spending it, you're not going to be taxed on it. So it's important that you know. If in your heart you feel that it was on the Roth side, look into it. But if the company says they don't have a Roth portion of their 401k, then more than likely you put it into the into the traditional side because the company doesn't have the Roth option. So I'm guessing that if the company tells you they don't have even the opportunity for you to invest in a Roth, then maybe you didn't. If they do have that opportunity, then look into it. But what, regardless, roll it into an IRA. Don't roll it into another pension plan or a 403B, especially a 403B because you're handcuffed more with a 403B. Basically, in a nutshell, folks, for those of you listening, a 401K is usually a pension plan you get in businesses that derive a profit. 403Bs is usually set up in not-for-profit schools, hospitals, and so forth. Becky, great question. Look into it and do the right thing, but roll it into an IRA, not another pension plan. 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Dave in the car. Hello, Dave. Good morning, sir. Steve. Thanks for your service, sir. Well, thank you. It's, you know, people ask me if I get tired doing the radio. I've been doing the radio. I've been helping clients for 34 years, and I've been doing the radio for 26 of them. And I love getting on the radio. You know, I, I brush my teeth. I comb my hair. I polish my nails. And I got a face for radio. I'm telling you, Dave, I love getting on the radio because I feel like I'm helping the community. You know, listen, not everybody can be a client of ours, and, and I want to help everybody. It's just part of my DNA. I, I, I want to help as many people as I can help in life, and this is my way of helping the listening audience kind of do things that, that, that make sense from a financial standpoint. So what can I help you with today? Yes, sir. Uh, I know how much you like the NASDAQ. Do you think this correction's over yet, or there's more to go? Ah, uh, you know, I'll be able to tell you, like I know today as I sit here, when the NASDAQ was down 11% and now it's only down 5.5%, it recovered half of what it was down. So I know that 10 days ago, that was the bottom of this most recent volatile time. Um, but I can't tell you that it won't go down another 5% this week or 10% or, or, or whatever. But I do like NASDAQ. And I always say, Dave, if you think that NASDAQ belongs in your portfolio long term, let's make believe you get in it today and it goes down 5% next week. That's okay. You're going to recover that 5%. It may take you a week or a month or a few months, but you'll recover it. And long term, you'll look back and say, hey, I got in. I didn't get in at the bottom, but I got in. And if you're unsure, then, you know, dollar cost averaging in may help you. You know, this way you put a little bit in today, you put in a month from now and two months from now. And if by chance you see NASDAQ correct again, then speed up those dollar cost averaging. I keep telling my team that, you know, we can tell clients how comfortable it is to dollar cost average because it makes you feel good. You're kind of spreading that risk. But at the end of the day, I can show anybody who will listen to me, dollar cost averaging really hasn't worked. Not with this rising market. And this rising market's been going on now for 12 years. We bottomed out March 9th, 2009. And for the last 12 years, this market's been on a rip-tiding rip roar. I mean, this market is, is, has been phenomenal. 
and it, waiting to get money in, you know, you're just dollar cost averaging in. You know, we had a conversation with a client and they asked why, you know, the return last year wasn't as good as our our returns. And it's because they wanted to dollar cost average in. So they put 25% in immediately, 25% in after the first month, after the second month, after the third month. And they missed out on three months of having all that money working. This is how you have to think about dollar cost averaging. It feels good, mm -hmm. sounds good, but if the stock market continues to go up, then dollar cost averaging will hurt you. So, um, you know, kind of, you know, give it, give, give it some thought. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Dave. Thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy. Enjoy this Sunday, Sunday fun day, 1-800-TALK. WGY 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions, folks? Any questions whatsoever? You know, the, you know the, 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 the stock markets, they were all in the money this week. All in the money. S&P up 2.64%. NASDAQ up 3.09%. QQQ, the triple Qs, the NASDAQ 100 that David just asked me about was only up 2.12. That's because a lot of those big technology names got hit because of higher interest rates. I've, I've, I've said enough about it. Don't get, you know, that's okay. These are still good companies. I keep saying NASDAQ today is a completely different NASDAQ than 21 years ago. 21 years ago, a lot of those companies in NASDAQ disappeared and disappeared forever. Um, the Dow was up 4.07%, but that's only 30 stocks and one or two stocks in that in that average can can really sway it when i put it in perspective listen year to date the dow is up seven percent the s p 500 is up five percent if you look over the last three years your average return in the dow was 9.2 percent your average return in the s p 500 was 12.3 percent you would have made more money in the s p that's the index you want to look at the winner of the of the week are the small companies, and I like this because I'm optimistic on the economy and where we're going. And listen, the small companies, the economy can't go anywhere unless the small companies take part of the ride. Russell 2000 was up 7.32%. The S&P Small Cap 600 Index up 7.34%. Financials also did well. Financials um, did did. Did, did well. Utilities in real estate, although we don't like them right now, did well. What I do like is the consumer discretionary area. That was up 5.74% this week. Now, obviously, some people lost money. If you were investing in bonds, you lost money this week. If you were investing in soybeans, you lost money. Corn, wheat, natural gas, you lost money this week. But not too many people I know listening are invested in those those type um, commodities. 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions, folks? Any questions whatsoever? Speaking of commodities, gold down to 17.19 an ounce. It was 2,051 an ounce. It seems like not too long ago. If you look over the last year, it was as low as 1477, as high as 2051. We're right smack in the middle, almost at 1719. I don't know where gold will will end up. Um, you know, if it comes back down to the 52-week low, you know, take a look at it. Or 
you know, listen, it's 15% lower today than it was over the last 52 weeks. So, you know, if you if you always want it gold in your portfolio, it's 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 at a 15 correction from its all-time high. If you always wanted to buy, you know, nice gold earrings or necklace, you're probably going to get it a smidgen cheaper today than you did over the last year. That's how you want to look at it. 1-800-825-5949, 1-800-825-5949 on this Sunday, March 14th, Daylight Savings Time. I know you're listening. If you're listening and you think, you know, it's an hour earlier, it's not. I'm still on at 8 o'clock. Today's 8 o'clock was just an hour later than last week's 8 o'clock. 1-800-825-5949. Can you do anything before April 15th? And April 15th is creeping up. It's only a month away. Yep, you can contribute to a traditional IRA and get a tax break for 2020. Taxpayers can can contribute up to $6,000. If you had $6,000 of earned income into a traditional IRA, get a tax break or a Roth IRA, you don't get a tax break, but you can still put money in. For instance, my children, I... I, um, my daughter, especially, she's not making that much money. And I tell her, fund that Roth IRA year in, year out, Lauren, because that money's going to grow tax deferred and at retirement, it's going to be tax free. You don't need a big tax break because you're not in a high tax bracket. I give the same advice for those investors that want to invest money in, um, in municipal bonds. And I, I say, well, geez, you're in a low tax bracket. Why do you want a tax break of the municipal bond? And they don't really understand it all the time. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Bob in Albany. Hello, Bob. Uh, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Fantastic. I wanted to ask if you could tell me the uh, maximum amount of contributions a couple, married couple, could make, say age 65 and 60, both combined earning less than 150000 a year. If you're participating in a, for a simple IRA at work, what is the maximum amount of IRA contributions a couple could make, you know, be it the simple IRA and also your own IRA account? Yeah, so if you're under the IRS limits, you can put $7,000 each in, even if you have a pension plan at work. Um, that's, that's, that's the beauty about it. So if you have a pension plan at, at work and you're under the, the IRA limits, um, then you, know, you, 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 can, you can put money away um, into an IRA. And, and that's a beautiful thing as long as you have, you know, earned income, obviously, as, as long as, 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 as you're working. So you're going to be right on the borderline. It comes down to your adjusted growth income. And as I just got done saying, you really have until April 15th to fund that. So take a look at that, Bob, because if you can get a tax break for the traditional IRA, um, go for it. Um, if you want to put money in the Roth portion and have it grow tax deferred and then be tax free, go for that as well. For, um, you know, the, the deduction begins to phase out for single investors at 65000 um, and 104000 for most joint filers for the traditional IRA. The Roth IRA is, is higher. 
you know, that 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 begins to phase out at a higher limit, but the traditional is lower than the Roth. So make sure that you qualify. If you do, put the money in. Bob, great question. Thank you very much. Folks, we're coming up to the end of the show. I can't believe it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to tune in every week. We try to do as best of a job as we can and give you good information. As I said earlier, I love doing this show. I love helping the listening audience. But in the meantime, you can go to our website, Boucher.com. That's B as in boy, O-U-C-H-E-Y. Look at our website. Get some good information there. Go to the Insights and Perspective column because there you'll – you'll and, and make sure you take a look at our State of the Economy, which we did, um, I don't know, I guess four or five weeks ago. It's If, if you want to really get a feel for what we do and, and how well we do it, Take a look at our State of the Economy presentation. We put our blogs up there. We put our past radio shows if you missed them. Boucher.com is the best place. And if you think we can be of help to you, call our office. Folks, enjoy today. Enjoy the week. Come back next weekend. Thank you. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.